Hello, and welcome to the All Saints Podcast. I'm Hugh Cole. For this Thanksgiving week, I hope you enjoy the sermon from our seminarian, Zachar Bayonne, for Sunday, November 28th, 2021. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Please be seated. Good morning, All Saints. It's a joy to be here with you all this morning. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving that was filled with joy, laughter, great food, and of course, gratitude. Today marks the beginning of Advent. As we journey through the season of Advent, there are three things that I'd like for us to keep in mind. But before delving into those three things, I'd like to lay the foundation that Advent is about the coming of Christ. In setting this baseline, we can understand these three things together. Number one, that the coming of Christ is the most anticipated sequel of all time. Secondly, that the coming of Christ brings hope to a fallen world, and lastly, the coming of Christ brings the world as we know it to the world as God intends it to be. Before we delve in, what comes to mind when you think of great sequels? A quick Google search derived from me these results. Terminator 2, Star Wars 5, The Godfather Part 2, and of course, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. If you are disappointed with this list, which I don't think some people are, as I was disappointed with this list, I see that it did not include great classics such as Shrek 2, 102 Dalmatians, Home Alone 2, and of course, The Lion King 2. Movies aside, at this moment in my life, the most anticipated sequel for me is the 2021 SEC Championship game. (laughs) The University of Georgia will face off against the University of Alabama, to claim not only the conference title, but to put a stamp on that number one spot entering the college playoff. Now, as a person of faith, I have to root for Alabama. Why, you might ask? Because on their sideline is the patron saint of college football himself, St. Nicholas of Saban. (laughs) Not only serving as their patron saint, but also their head coach. However, As awesome as the sequel may be, this sequel pales in comparison when compared to The Coming of Christ, part two. Now, I know that that's a corny name. I don't work in marketing. I'll take that on the chin. But you might be wondering, why would The Coming of Christ, part two, be a better sequel than all these wonderful works of art and athleticism and literature when we have the spoiler? Have you not read, read the spoiler, like, towards the very end? And I, I must submit to you that even with the spoiler, that The Coming of Christ Part Two supersedes all of these great sequels because it brings hope to a fallen world. None of these other sequels can proclaim that. This theology of hope can sometimes be lost in the sauce because our culture sensationalizes and monetizes the language of doom and gloom when it comes to the coming of Christ. Does anyone remember the Left Behind series? And by doing this, the fullness of the hope of God offered to each of us is cheapened in exchange for a crippling narrative of fear. If you read the gospel lesson this morning and the only thing that you got out of it 
was a story of doom and gloom, then I'm here to graciously tell you that you are sadly mistaken. For us, the advent of Christ is not a story of doom and gloom, but rather a robust theology of hope in which God, who created the heavens and the earth, will reconcile himself with his creation, and in doing so, will unravel the very fiber of our broken world and usher in the manifestation of our hope, that is, unity with the triune God. In our gospel lesson this morning, Jesus is in Jerusalem. He is about to enter into his passion. Before doing so, he lovingly looks onto Jerusalem and breaks down for us the heavenly signs of his return and the earthly signs that, that are to ensue. Jesus tells us, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and stars above, of course, and on the earth, distress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. However, in verse 28 we read, now, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your head because your redemption is drawing near. What Christ is telling us is that the tumult of the celestial powers described earlier is not something that is meant to scare us. It is something that is meant to inform us and also encourage us through these things because in those things we know that our redemption is drawing near. Now, that's some interesting language there. Our redemption is drawing near? What does that mean? The word redemption in this context gets at the idea that something was purchased and that thing that was purchased is going to be collected. It's almost as if, if you were to go online on Amazon's website or even better, Target's website, that was not a paid ad. <laughs> and you select your goodies, you pay for them, and then two days later, or three days later, whatever the case may be, a box shows up at your doorstep with the contents that you had purchased. The moment that you receive that package, you have redeemed what you have purchased. The idea of redemption that God offers us in his word is not as cheap as redeeming our goodies from Amazon or Target, as St. Paul tells the, tells the church in Corinth, you have been bought with a price, and this price is the blood of Christ that was shed for us on Calvary. And through that, our redemption, which is our unification with Christ, is near. Therefore, because of the eminence of our redemption, Christ tells us, watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. In essence, be mindful of what we do with our bodies, time, and the things that we occupy our minds with while we are waiting. Now, please understand this. Our hope is not a wish. Our hope is not something that we long for but have no expectation of actually seeing. Our hope is the sacred assurance that God is faithful, number one, and number two, capable to do what he has promised to do. That being said, God has promised to return and he will fulfill that promise in the same manner that he came in the first place.
Our Christian hope is the foundation of our worldview and a cornerstone of our very existence as a faith community. Our hope is not an Amazon wish list, but rather the reality that the Holy Spirit is transforming our hearts and lives and making us heralds of the kingdom of God. Therefore, as we begin the season of Advent with hope being our theme for this first week, make no mistake that the coming of Christ is the ultimate story and theology of hope. You may be wondering, well, why hope? It might seem silly to hope because we've been in this state of hope for the last 2,000 years. Did you not read 88 Reasons Why the Rapture Will Happen in 1988? Or even closer to our time, the buzz around Y2K? Yes, it's true. Every generation of Christians before us has thought that they would be the generation to see the return of Christ. However, some have gotten overzealous with pinpointing the exact date and time in spite of deliberate, deliberate commands of Christ not to. We find ourselves still here in sort of this suspenseful, action-packed TV drama that leaves us on this cliffhanger waiting endlessly for a resolution. We find ourselves glued to the what-ifs and where is this going, almost like every episode of 90 Day Fiance or This Is Us. However, while we are eagerly waiting for what comes next in this cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers, we need to understand that God's timetable and MO are far above our pay grades and ability to comprehend. And in living into this reality, that God will make do on his promises at the time that he sees fit, we can truly proclaim that Jesus Christ will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and that his kingdom will have no end. Make no mistake, the understanding that Advent, that the Advent of Christ is a story of hope is not just a theology and a story for the sake of hope. It's not hope for hope's sake. In essence, the redemption of Christ is a story of hope and redemption for us because through Christ, we know that we'll be reunited with the triune God. In the revelation of St. John, we learn that when Christ returns, there'll be no more hunger, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more wars. This language isn't here just to make us feel good or comforted in our belief in a final resurrection. This language is here to give us a foretaste of what, what being reconciled to God will bring, not only for humanity, but for all of the created order. Oftentimes, we as Christians look at the world around us and we see a lot of trauma going on. We see people dying of COVID, friends dying of cancer, brutal attacks, genocide. We deal with pressures from our jobs, school, families, and other stressors of life. We see injustice, we see poverty, and we see just chaos. And we sit there and we think, well, why did grandma have to die of cancer? Why did the child in that apartment complex have to die before being able to be rescued? If God is good, why are people dying of starvation day in and day out? And when we are faced with these realities, we develop this righteous indignation that moves us to act but something that we oftentimes miss 
is that this righteous indignation is really our heart crying out, come Lord Jesus. Why? Because we know that deep down that it is only Jesus who can bring order to his creation, to our fallen world. We know this just as the sun will rise in the morning. This return, the advent of Christ, will not just be revolutionary for humanity, but also for all of creation. To simplify it, we love a good, a good story where the good guy wins and the bad guy loses. It warms our hearts, calms our minds, and sometimes even transforms our lives in minor ways. But all of these stories, even the best one, is like a poorly scripted 90s home video recording compared to the coming of Christ and Christ overcoming his enemies. That is, sin, death, and the devil himself. In conclusion, here's a little thing about me. <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos that, that loves listening to a single song on repeat for sometimes days, if not weeks or months at a time. I've ruined many songs for my dear wife, Emily, so please pray for her. <laughs> In college, one of those songs for me was Invasion with Hero in, in parentheses by William Barefield III. And here's a modified version of, of the last stanza of this song, because this, this stanza beautifully portrays the hope that we have in Advent. Evil is at work, but don't think that God can't handle it. He promised he would do away with all of it, dismantle it. He put up with this damage in his world, but he has promised us that he'll destroy all his enemies and then he'll walk with us. New heaven, new earth, that's where all his sheep dwell. Jesus succeeded in every part of life that we failed. Died a death we couldn't die, paid the price with three nails, began the work he promised, and in the end, it all will be well. Already defeated his enemies, and when his kingdom is realized, all those who opposed him will see Jesus through their real eyes. Deliverance is offered us. Our hero, he is urging us. Salvation is a gift given to those who have turned their trust. Let me repeat. New heaven, new earth. That's where all his sheep dwell. Jesus succeeded in every part of life that we failed. Died a death we couldn't die. Paid the price with three nails. Began the work he promised. In the end, it all will be well. This is our hope. This is the grand sequel that will end all sequels. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the All Saints Podcast. To download future episodes automatically, you can subscribe and have the episodes delivered to you each week by going to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and clicking subscribe. And if you've liked the podcast so far, we would really appreciate it if you took a few minutes to give us a rating. As always, please be well, stay safe, and God bless.